This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, author Margaret Misushima's latest. That's what's on our show this week. Let's go for it. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here, your host on Best Buds for Pets and Catitude. Ben and Jerry's has frozen treats for dogs. I know Nikki is going to love this. He loves a frozen treat. They have two different flavors. One is Punch's Mix, which is peanut butter and pretzel. And the other one is Rosie's Batch, which is pumpkin and mini cookies. You know, I kind of like both of those flavors, too, but my absolute favorite is fish food. Anything Ben and Jerry's is always fabulous because the quality is so good and their mixes are so delicious. Be sure to check out more about these frozen dog desserts as well as pictures of all the caniners at the Ben and Jerry's Vermont office at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Award-winning, critically acclaimed author and master storyteller, Margaret Misushima, is back with us to share the seventh installment in the popular and certainly one of my favorites and Miss Olive's, the Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series, Striking Range. Margaret serves as president for the Rocky Mountain Chapter of Mystery Writers of America, was elected the 2019-20 Writer of the Year by Rocky Mountain Fiction Writers, and recently was awarded the prestigious 2021 Willa Award for Contemporary Fiction by Women Writing in the West. Margaret is also a member of the Northern Colorado Writers, Sisters in Crime, and Women Writing in the West, and we are so honored to have her back with us today to talk about Striking Range. Welcome back, Margaret, to the Doggy Diva Show. 
Oh, thank you so much, Sue. It's so great to be here. I always love being your guest. Well, we are thrilled because we love having you back because you know I'm very invested in these characters. My three favorite characters out there, Maddie, Cole, and of course, Robo. Um, But I want to ask you, for the listeners that may be first-time listeners or new listeners, can you please just tell them a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, I... I'm actually a retired speech therapist and uh, worked that career for about 25 years. And then I started writing fiction and I got nowhere for a while until one of my family members said, why don't you try writing a mystery? Well, I, I thought mysteries were pretty tough to write because they always involve that puzzle. And so I did study mysteries for about a year. It was a very fun research year where I read all of the great mystery writers' works. And then I decided to try writing Killing Trail, which was the first um, mystery I tried, and it got picked up. And Killing Trail turned into the first in a series, and we are now about to launch book seven. I know. This is so exciting. And I have been a fan of uh, Maddie and, of course, her canine partner, Robo and Cole, since Killing Trail. I mean, I've been following you since the very first book in the um, Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series. Now, for the listeners who may not be familiar, can you just tell them about these interesting and very complex characters? There's a number of other ones in the book, but these seem to be the three main ones. Yes, those are the three main ones. And I'll start with Dr. Cole Walker. He's a veterinarian. And I forgot to mention when I was talking about myself that I've been married to a vet for about 40 years. (laughs) So I kind of know that life um, inside and out. Um, So Cole Walker is divorced and in killing trail he's recent very recently divorced and he his wife has left uh, not only him but his two daughters and cole has been a workaholic and doesn't really know hardly what to do with these two daughters so he is on a steep learning curve uh learning how to be a single parent um and then we have deputy maddie cobb Uh, Maddie is a very complex character. She was abducted when she was um, two, but she doesn't know that at the beginning of the series. So during the series, we unfold her backstory very slowly and find out more and more about Maddie and what happened to her as a child. But Maddie... um, is had been raised in foster care from the time she was six and her biggest desire is to have a family and to find her mother and her brother um so as this as the series unfolds those characters come into play as well and then of course there's robo (laughs) he is kind of the star of the show although he is definitely treated as a dog um, we don't write in Robo's point of view because I feel like uh, we really don't know what goes on in dogs' heads. Um, but maybe Robo, it's best that way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> um, we do. Um, uh, Robo is um, 
Maddie's canine partner. So she and Robo investigate crimes and work with uh, the detective that is involved with the Timber Creek uh, Sheriff's Department to solve the different mysteries that pop up. So those are the three characters. And I love them. I follow them very carefully. I feel like I'm a part of that little group. Uh, Now, in the last book, we started to, uh, the last book in the series, we started to see kind of like uh, Maddie's life start to be pieced together. And it kind of takes us back to that life-changing night for her as a child with changed everything for her, which explains a lot to me, the reader, as well as well as that book kind of gave us insight into cult, which was very interesting and very timely, but that takes the reader to a whole new place in striking range, especially with where we are with Maddie. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, literally, Margaret, I was on the edge of my seat reading this. During um, the series, we have learned that Maddie's biological father um, was killed the night that she was abducted, and he was uh, a Border Patrol guard in Southern California. Um, And so we've learned this, and Maddie is definitely trying to uncover the details of how he was killed. Um, The police believe he was a dirty cop. And so um, Maddie's trying to find out if this is true. She has some evidence that she can't share with the cold case detective um, that, that tells her that her father was not on the take. And so she's trying to uncover the details and, and essentially clear her father's name. So she um, goes to, there. there is um, a man who is incarcerated in Colorado, in a Colorado prison, that Maddie knows was a witness, if not actually the perpetrator uh, of her father's murder. And she wants to uh, interview this man, along with the cold case detective that's coming in from Colorado. Unfortunately, when they get there, um, this they the the employees at the prison find this man dead in his cell, and so the mystery goes from there. He actually Maddie finds a piece of evidence in the form of a map there in his cell, and it takes her back to places marked on this map in Timber Creek County. And one of the places is the spot where this man actually tried to kill her. So um, we go back to that spot, which creates a great deal of stress in Maddie as she has to go back to that spot to investigate. And the story just kind of goes from there. Well, and it goes very well from there. (laughs) Very well, very quick, and very with a lot of thrilling aspects. Now, now in all of your books, Maddie encounters some sort of an element of relevance, like in timely social awareness while she's solving her cases with Robo. It's subtle, but really not subtle, and it's integrated into the storyline. What inspires you as an author to address these issues and integrate them into your storylines? Well, as a reader, I really enjoy books 
that put a spotlight on some kind of social injustice or um, or, or even um, some some type of problem within a family unit. So I really enjoy that. And so therefore, I want to put that in my books as a writer. And then as a mystery writer, um, I'm... Uh, it, I have the incentive to try to provide some information to my readers that they may not know or that may just be on the edge of their consciousness or maybe they're very entrenched in in that information and they and they really appreciate knowing more about it and kind of knowing the law enforcement angle of it. So I'm always looking for ways that are very different to um, kill the victims in my stories <laughs> or different types of social injustices or problems that we have socially for my perpetrators to be involved in. So it's kind of a combination of those two when I start setting up the puzzles and the mysteries. One of the things I want to ask, because he's such a main character in in the book, what was your inspiration for Robo? I mean, it's very detailed. It's, he's a real part of the action and a real part of the process. And of course, Maddie's a very strong female, a young girl, very strong, very confident. And as partners, they really work well together. But what was your inspiration for Robo? Oh, um, thank you. I, I'm trying to make the series progress so that Robo and Maddie are really coming into their own. And I think in striking range, they really do. Mm -hmm. They're working very well together. Um, Robo was inspired by an actual patrol and narcotics detection dog who was named Robo, um, friend, um, who worked in Bellingham, Washington, um, with this dog, um, um, both she and her dog were injured in a, an explosion in a warehouse, and she retired, and she came to Colorado. Um, and her robo was deafened um, during this explosion, so he had to retire, too, and she got to keep him as her pet. Um, unfortunately, he had died before I got to meet her and get to know her, but boy, she told me so many stories about her robo and all of the different things that she trained him to do that were above and beyond what your typical um, canine patrol dog would do. And um, he he sounded like he was so smart and, and he won many canine trials and awards um, in for for the different skills that he knew how to perform. And so I was just so inspired by um, her dog and I asked her if I could use the name because I thought the name was so cool. And she said I could. And so that's kind of how Robo was born. That's good to know because the way that Robo is presented, he is a working dog. He's very professional. He's very good at what he does. But they also have that relationship as he's her almost like other half the way and especially as the storylines have progressed throughout the they're they're like in total sync with each other almost it, it almost it's it's amazing how because I've read it from book one I I've actually seen them grow and um, 
the way their relationship has grown together. And I'm glad you gave the background on it because um, it's it's good to know that Robo is really based on a real dog who had real experiences. And in these books, we get to read about them. And I thank you for that because I, I truly tell you, since the beginning of the series, I have been totally invested in all of these characters because of the way they're fleshed out. But that being said, these books can be read as standalones too, um, correct? Yes. Every mystery um, has a beginning and an end in that single volume. And um, the backstory is what kind of continues across the series arc. But I do try to very... Uh, judiciously sprinkle in bits of the backstory here and there so that the reader who has read the whole series doesn't get bored with information dumps um, in, a, in a book. But it kind of refreshes their memory of, oh, yeah, a year mm-hmm. ago I read this book. We're, we're putting out a book a year. So it does kind of refresh the memory. And, and um, then the new reader is informed about what's happened, too. Well, and that's what makes it so good because you could read it as this. And, and I tell people this when I'm recommending books and, and I do have some authors that I truly enjoy reading the book. I, and I look forward to the next book and you are uh, one of my tops that I have. And I'm very, like I said, I'm invested in the characters and it can be read as a standalone, but myself as someone who's read it from book one, I, I really look forward to that. The next book in the series that comes out because it kind of continues to wrap up that backstory line we talked about. And on that note, can you give us any sneak previews into book eight? Oh, sure. Um, Book eight is going to wrap up some of the questions that Mary has about her past. And I think it'll be a pivotal book in transitioning Maddie from focusing on her past to focusing on her future. Um, so I'm very excited about book eight um, and, and hoping that readers will be too and looking forward to it. And of course, all the way to the end is when the end of the mystery is is solved. It's you're right on the edge of your seat. But also for those of us that are vested in it as a series, which I'm, I can't understand how anyone would not be. It's it's so good, Margaret. These characters are so oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, they're thank very you. strong and and they're they're very good. And but as I, as a person who reads reads through the series, can't wait till the next one. The way you end them for those of us that are in the series, but those of that are just reading it as a mystery book, you also wrap it up succinctly and everything's right there for them that are mystery and thriller lovers such as myself. Now, where can the listeners go to learn more about you, learn more about Timber Creek Canine Mysteries, and of course, Striking Range, which will be out this week. So where can they go to learn more about all of that? And I know you now have audiobooks, Kindle, it's available in so many formats that it's, it's, great for a reader, any reader. Uh, yes, uh, Striking Range will be available in ebook, uh, print version, which would be hardcover at first. And in about a year, my publisher, Crooked Lane, will release the paperback. Um, and, and then now, um, soon, it will also be available in the audio version. Um, and people can find out more about me and the books on my website, 
margaretmizushima.com or um, you can find the, the book, Striking Range. Uh, it's available for pre-order. Um, and it, it's on actually any online bookseller. Um, and it will be available in brick-and-mortar bookstores, too. Um, and if they don't happen to have it on the shelf, uh, readers can ask for it to be ordered. So um, it'll, it's widely available. Now, before we go, is there anything more you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, no, just that um, in my busy life um, with my husband, who's a veterinarian, we are going to be transitioning this year. He's going to be retiring and we hope to be moving. So there will be a little bit of a gap (laughs) between book seven and book eight. But book eight will be available in 2023. Can't wait. And we'll have to have you back on for that. You've been on for all of them. So I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait for book eight. Now I want to thank you so much as always for being my guest. I love having you on each year when the, your new books come out and sharing some of my favorite crime fighters, Maddie and Robo. And of course, Cole, I loved striking range. So those of you out there, it, the, the book is called striking range by Margaret Mizushima. And I want to thank you also for providing the readers with your award-winning popular suspense thrillers. And you always include, as I said before, those timely social issues, kind of like guiding us through a few things in it, put, putting them into the storyline. And it's really satisfying and it's really great as a reader. I, I truly appreciate it. And also partnering one of the strongest female leads I've ever seen with the smartest canine. I can't believe he, how smart he is and how intuitive he is and how the relationship is so strong and being someone who's been a dog person her entire life. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you incorporating a dog who is a working dog, a canine dog, smart dog, and also a lead character in the book. I want to thank you for incorporating him and Maddie in all these situations that I find so so satisfying, and thank you for bringing awareness to so many things, as well as the working canine. I really appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for reading the books. Ah, I love it. And I can't wait till you come (laughs) on for the eighth one. So thank you very much. Thank you for being our guest. And we look forward to talking to you within the next year or so. Oh, I look forward to it too. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll be back in just a minute. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, 
Please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.